Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast, where parenthood meets professional development. We'll be covering all things business, flexible, and remote work with kids. I'm your host, Amy Lynch, and I'll be interviewing inspiring guests who've been showing up as their full selves as parents and blurring the lines between their personal and professional lives. Visit mixingbabiesandbusiness.com to join our movement to parents seeking to invest in themselves alongside their kids. The next interview series on the podcast features Nathan Hall, a parent and the CEO of award-winning video marketing agency Simple Story and founder and CEO of Culture Check, an anti-racism support center for the workforce. He is the recipient of an Ottawa Business Journal 40 Under 40 Award and was asked to join the Forbes Agency Council, an invitation-only organization for prominent executives of public relations, media strategy, creative, and advertising agencies. Our conversation is split into three parts. In the second mini-episode, we talk about building your decision-making abilities, how he trusts his instincts, and deciding to throw out the playbook as an entrepreneur. Let's get into it. Congratulations on winning the Auto Business Journal 40 Under 40 Award this past year. This is a quote from the article. So they said when you became CEO of Simple Story in 2018, it was bleeding cash, suffered from a toxic work culture, and was steadily losing clients. And you turned that around in two years. Do you have any advice on making quick or difficult decisions to help get a company back on track when you're in a leadership position? Yeah, I mean, I think decision making and I mean tough decision making it's it's a muscle that you need to you need to work on you need to train it and that is going to help you as you find yourself in more precarious situations um, the more that you are able to practice the more that you are training those muscles you know it's all it's always hard but you you can rely on some of that muscle memory because you've trained so much and have more confidence that you know you are making the right decision even though it feels very difficult to make. Um, And then you have some of that historical references to be like, okay, no, that time when I made those difficult decisions, look how happier I was after fact, and being able to look back on it. I remember, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, my wife and I were going for a walk, and we were talking about Dave Chappelle. And, you know, people look at, you know, his success now with like all the Netflix deals and stuff. And it's just like, oh, wow. And, and, you know, I was seeing some interviews and people like praise him for the decisions that he made and sticking with his guns like, you know, 15 years ago or whenever it was when he walked away from his show. And it's like, and I just remember like when this happened, everyone was like completely roasting him, right? Like he walked away at the height of the Chappelle show, left like $50 million and uh, everyone thought he was nuts. He went, moved to like South Africa and like he was completely written off and no one really talked about him until a few years ago when he he inked that huge deal with Netflix on his comedy. And now he's seen as like this comedic genius, you know, more so on like on a, you know, a popular like pop culture level. And he's he's relevant again. Right. But he went through some very dark times there. And, you know, we often think that see that and, you know, in retrospect, he gets praised for it but in the time he didn't right and and people saying like oh this was such a bad mistake this was complete suicide you know and i'm sure he felt like that as well you know and and we were talking about that 
that and just like, you know, the ability to walk away from $50 million because something didn't jive with you uh, or it's not exactly what I want. And, and, you know, saying, you know, you don't just wake up one day and just turn away $50 million, right? It's from the daily practices that you have every single day of sticking to your guns, of deciding who am I? What do I want to be? What do I believe in? And making those difficult decisions each and every day, every week, every month, every year. And then so, you know, today it's a you're turning down $500 next year, $10,000, you know what I mean? And it builds up from there. And so it's like, no one just, you wake up with absolutely no money without any backbone, without anything and wake up and be like, no, I'm turning down $50 million. It takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of discipline in order to get to that point. And so I think, you know, being a leader, is not just something that, you know, you wake up with, uh, right? Like you can have innate leadership qualities and characteristics. But I think a lot of the the meat that makes up a leader are those practices that you have and that you develop over time. And that's what really gives you that resolve to be stronger in the decisions that you're making. And so it makes hard decisions a little bit easier, right? Like letting somebody go is is never is never easy. It never gets easier, right? It's like this is a, is a person, they have a family, all, all these things. Um, but as you start to see like, okay, I, I, I know where this is going. If you stay here, I can see where this can go. If you're not here, how can I do this, you know, with the most dignity for you, you know, and, and not it's not trying to be hurtful or embarrassing or anything like that. This is a, a tough decision that needs to be made for the betterment of, of the organization for everybody else, right? So as you start to learn how to frame things and really understand like, what are the values? What are the core values? What are you leading to, right? Or I think a lot of people mess up is that they, they don't have kind of like that North Star, right? That's guiding them. It's like, this is what I'm about. This is what I'm here for. This is my purpose. This is what I'm leading to. And then making sure that everything ties back into that, right? If every day you just get up and you say like, well, this seems like a good decision over here. This is a good decision over there. And I'm just kind of picking and choosing based on what I feel like in the moment or what is hot now or what everyone says is a good look today. You know, in a week from now, two weeks from now, you're going to start seeing like, wow, those weren't necessarily the best decisions for me because I was using all of these other measures of success to define what my, what my decisions were going to be instead of having like that clear vision, that clear path of where am I trying to take this? Who am I trying to be as a person? What is this company trying to look like in five years from now and just being very clear on that, right? It's being very stubborn on what that vision is, but then you you stay flexible on how we're going to get there, right? So it's like every day, I don't necessarily know what the decisions are going to be, what's going to come up, how I'm going to have to do it, but I'm very clear on what that vision is and where I'm trying to go. So at, at every opportunity, at every turn, now I can use that as my reference point to be like, all right, is this going to be a good decision? What is this? Am I going to feel good about this in a year from now, in two years from now? At the end of my career, when I look back, will this be something that I'm happy that I did or I, I didn't do? And oftentimes we find, you know, those hard decisions, uh, you know, and I hear it from a lot of leaders is that, you know, they're, they're, they always wish that they made them sooner, right? Is like the, the things that you always want to drag on, like hoping like, oh, maybe this is just going to resolve itself. Maybe that person's just going to fall in line. Maybe, 
I'm just going to figure it out is always the same. I, sh- I should have done this sooner. And so the more that you can rely on those past experiences, the more that you can rely on, you know, the insights of other individuals, you know, it helps to build out that muscle. I know that you spoke about this on a recent podcast and you said that the weight of these decisions and knowing how it might impact other families is difficult to make, especially when you can't necessarily see around the bend what's ahead Mm -hmm. of you and you've been operating from a place of instinct or intuition. So do you mind sharing if you have a practice that you do daily or weekly to help strengthen your intuition or your your instincts whenever you have to rely just on those? I don't know if there's a, a practice. I think, again, just trying to find different ways in life seeing it my instincts I guess in smaller situations where the stakes aren't as high and being able to look back and be like you know what I have I have good instincts right because the fear for me is always yeah but <laughs> you know what I mean it's like oh, okay I, I I was right about that but you know now I could be wrong right and so it's like I'm always I always just want that certainty I always just want to feel like no this is you know it's like yep this is correct move forward. But in life, you don't you don't have that, right? And you know, in business, you definitely don't have that there are no, you know, here's the clear solution. And so it really requires that practice. And again, that that muscle for me, and in learning to trust myself and trusting those instincts, trusting the things that I've I've been through, or things that I've anticipated that have come to fruition, and just learning how to to rely on those things. And then especially if those things are counter what people, especially people who I think are smart people or successful or have experience in the in the subject that I'm I'm referring to, when I come to a different conclusion than they do, it's very hard for me to be like, yep, no, I'm I'm right and they're wrong, right? Like the default is that they're right. And so if something is burning inside of me where it's like it doesn't it doesn't feel right, learning to trust myself and to trust those instincts because regardless of their experience and what they've going through, like what I'm going through and my, like we're all unique. We all have specific situations. We all have unique skill sets. We all have different businesses with circumstances and different families, all of these types of things. So as much as you might respect me as as a parent or as a, a business leader or whatever, in your situation as a parent, in your situation as a leader, in your situation as a community member, there's gonna be different circumstances. There's gonna be different contexts. So it's like you can learn from me, but you can't emulate me. You can't mm-hmm. emulate all the things that I've been through and vice versa. And so learning how to take advice or I guess listen, uh, watch things and being able to parse through, you know, what is really pertinent for me, what can work for me and marrying that with my instincts, you know, but I guess I guess my 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 reservations with like, oh, I, I could be wrong or I might be missing something. So it causes me just that's my personality. So it causes me, I guess, to be extra cautious and just kind of like, okay, am I really sure? Am I sure what I think I I know? And so it's just constantly practicing those things. But like I said, I think, you know, it starts with those little things. I, I would always take risks that don't impact anyone else but me, right? Like, I, I think a big thing for me was, you know, when I went, um, I went vegan in about, I think, 14 years or something like that. And, and at the time, the common, you know, thought around it was that, 
that you're going to, you know, you're going to make yourself sick. You're going to be sickly. You're going to be malnourished and all this stuff. And, and all this, you know, all the content online that I was finding was really either they were just like complete. It was like complete like hippies. And like, this is like, you know, we got to fight the machine. And this is about saving the, the animals and all this kind of stuff. Or it was like, it was complete like, oh, this is the worst decision ever. I did this and I lost all my hair. I was so tired. I couldn't do anything. And it was literally like 50-50. Like you typed in V and like nothing seemed positive. Nothing seemed. But as I started, like no one around me was really into this stuff. So I didn't, I couldn't really get that. But I would hear certain things and I would start studying and, and researching and just trying to find like, okay, what is the truth in all of this? What makes sense? And then so, you know, I may made that switch and I was never an advocate for it. I was never anything. I'm just like, let me just do it for me and see what it feels like. And then I'll tell you my testimony. I'm not here trying to tell you that it's better. Here's what happened to me. And now it's like, I look back, it's like, whoa, it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made, right? Or how much better I feel, the energy, how much more clarity I had, how much I don't get sick anymore. I don't get headaches. I don't, you know, all of these things that I'm just like, man. And so it just kind of opened me up, you know? So it was, it was a real prominent example for me that allowed me to be like, okay, because I've always kind of been, I guess, counter culture, but like, I haven't embraced it. It doesn't feel just because I've always been, you know, whether I want to or not, I've always been, you know, an odd one out. (laughs) You know what I mean? You talk about from an early age, being told that maybe you should go in a different career direction, you wanted to do university and a guidance counselor, not really. Oh, yeah. Wanting you to go in that way. And so did you always know that you wanted to be a leader and that you wanted, you know, by being an odd one out? Did you always know that you were going to be leading people in a different direction? Or did something happen as a catalyst to put you on this career path? Yeah, I, I feel like there's there's a lot here. I don't I don't know how much we could cover. Yeah, I think I think growing up as a as a kid, it's like I don't feel like especially like in, in the school system, like I wasn't encouraged, I, you know, quite the opposite. And so like, I, I just didn't I didn't believe in myself at all. So very self conscious teachers were not supportive trying to fail me. And you know, it, it just wasn't a conducive environment for learning and confidence building. There was a, a desire in me to always want to fit in. I wanted to be like everyone. I wish I could, uh, you know what I mean? But just naturally, I I didn't. I didn't want the same things as you. I didn't. I wasn't interested in the same things that the other kids are interested. You know what I mean? Like predominantly white school. So it's like, I didn't, I didn't look like you. I wasn't in the same thing. I didn't share the same cultural background. We weren't listening to the same music. My parents weren't into the same thing as your parents. And like, so there's just always these differences that were natural. So like, there was always just that like, okay, Nathan's different. Nathan's whatever. And it's like, I just wanted to be the same, but it was weird because like, I never wanted to, I guess, mold myself too much. Like I just wanted there to be more people like me around and in the world. And, and that, that wasn't the case. So, so there was always just that, that difficulty of not feeling in place. And then, so I guess over the years, just becoming more comfortable that it's like, it's, it's okay that I'm different or, or weird, or I have different tastes. And so it's really been a process of getting comfortable, you know, in my own skin, so to speak, and embracing those things that make me different. Like before, I'd always want to try and downplay all of those things like, oh, it's like, you know, I had this pull in me to to say go vegan. And it, you know, it definitely wasn't a popular opinion. You know what I mean? Like there was, wasn't many, especially like black men going vegan. It wasn't a common thing. So like I got, so it's something that I would downplay and it wasn't something I wanted to talk about, but it was something I was passionate about. And so, but just sharing that more. But now it's just like black people are the fastest growing 
growing vegan population out there, right? And so like, there's been a lot of those instances where things that I were into that I got clowned about, or I would try to downplay became suddenly popular or, or interesting. So I'm just like, Oh, that, that's interesting. You know, like, I don't consider myself like a uh, avant garde, or like I'm ahead of the curve or a trendsetter or anything like that. It was always like, No, I just I just wish I was a part of that. But there is something in me that's just not that doesn't jive with those things and just kind of chasing after my own thing. So I've spent so much of my, you know, years just like, how do I get more comfortable that if I'm the only one in the room who says this is a good idea, being able to stick to my guns and and being able to commit to those things. So that's something that I'm constantly learning and, and improving on. And in developing that for myself, just personally, I think that that has translated into making me a good business leader and or on entrepreneur, where it's like, now I'm, I'm diving into something where it's like greenfield, like there is no rules, there is no structure, there is no anything. And I have to figure it out as I go, because that has kind of been my whole MO my whole life. Like, I don't feel like I've ever had, like, I've always just kind of thrown out the playbook. And it's like, this doesn't work for me, I need to figure things out on my own. And so what, again, just from practicing year over year, as you start to having to do those and make those hard decisions and lead in uncertainty on bigger and bigger situations, it becomes a little bit easier just because it's a muscle that you've been training for so many years. Thanks again to Nathan for taking the time to speak about making hard decisions, identifying his North Star, and taking risks. The next episode will feature the final part of our conversation, where we'll talk about the work he's doing to address racial discrimination and what he wishes someone would have told him before becoming a parent and an entrepreneur. Check out Nathan and his work at culturecheck.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast. You can access more parent-friendly professional development, flexible and remote work with kids resources on my website at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. 